0: You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The
1: future
2: of radio is
3: Like watching what's going on over there right now, I feel like I'm watching the future made-for-TV movie oh. as it's happening. So because, it's, like, escalating? Yeah. Well, no, it's just what is go- whatever is going on in there, eventually there's going to be an expose and they'll ask the neighbors and everybody will be like, I had no idea what was happening right next to me. That's what's happening in there. Well, I know and it, gonna, it's going or, to be,
4: like, a basic like Lifetime title, too. It'll oh, be, yeah. like, The Cult Next Door. Yeah, or, or there'll
3: be, like, an American crime story that's that's filmed all about what's Ooh. happening next door. And I'm seeing it as it's happening. But I still am not sure what's go- what's going on. So you
4: could be like the eyewitness when you- there's the retelling of the story. If I like, could they get a part of like it, such, such
3: the problem nice is how people. bad is it? That's what I don't know. That's what I'm unsure about. Well, mm-hmm. everyone, this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Exton. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us, and I do want to thank everybody who's going to who's been going to FunEmploymentRadio.com and one. Purchasing tickets to the Fun Employment Radio Experience
4: on on
3: February uh, 24th. (laughs) Yes,
4: February 24th, 24th. so it's just less than two weeks away.
3: Yes, so uh, go ahead and go there, funemploymentradio.com slash experience, and pick up your tickets to join us. We're going to be doing a live movie commentary and podcast recording, and then that'll be followed up by free bingo. So the free bingo will be there for everybody. But the podcast recording, you have to get a ticket to. And it would be awesome if you got a ticket. Which I'm going to
4: say, I think this might be a movie that you might want to watch with us.
3: You'll want to watch it with us. And it's a great location, Landmark Saloon. That is a, a wonderful place to be. And so come out and join us for a Saturday. Yeah, just come on, come down and hang out,
4: Greg. I like the way you think. Uh, I also, agree with all of this.
3: Thank you for clicking on the Audible link on the website. That is something else. If you can't make it to Portland, clicking on the Audible link and signing up for a free audiobook.
4: Oh, I just finished my last audiobook. I'm looking for a new one because I've been really on this kick of you know uh, listening to a bunch of books about like actors and behind. Like, yeah, you're really scenes. into
3: the biographies.
4: I I enjoy it. Yeah, like I'm. You should be happy that I found something that I enjoy listening to.
3: Well, I'm. I'm happy you found something. No, it's just weird. You re- listened to two books of Rob Lowe talking. I really did. That's a lot of Rob. Lowe. It is
4: a lot of Rob Lowe, but for and I'm not even like a big Rob Lowe fan. It just I. It, I just find it interesting, like how inside baseball functions, like what it's like, because I started yeah. with the Disaster Artist with mm-hmm. Greg Sestero and that's like the lowest of the low when it came to, you know, movie making. Then the opposite of that was Rob Lowe. Cuz Greg Sestero was Wait. like you have to work, without you know, you have to work hard and do everything and grind every day and Rob Lowe was like, "I don't know, I guess if you just dream it, you could be it." Yeah. And it's like when you yeah. Like Rob, Lowe. Rob Lowe. Yeah. yeah.
3: Real tough. Yeah. Real tough life for Rob, Rob Lowe. Lowe wasn't has. so
4: inspiring as he was. Just I just wanted to hear all of his behind the scenes <laughs> stories.
3: All right. Well, so all of those you can go to uh, funemploymentready.com and click on the Audible link and get your Free audiobook,
4: and I'm, let me know if you have a recommendation for me.
3: Yes, send mm-hmm. those in. I'm, I've been, I'm still on my sci-fi kick, so that's I all. Know. I'm going to be on sci-fi forever. I, I I'm listening kick. to Artemis right now about a moonbase and a heist. That Greg, everybody knows you're listening it. to Artemis. Right Artemis now. is amazing. All right, let's uh, let's why don't we introduce our guest here, Sarah? Let's let's join our. I think we should let's just bring, bring him right in. Let's just bring him right in.
4: Because I don't like having him in here and him just sitting there silently. Like he should not be silenced.
3: <laughs> he should not be silenced. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now. Here on Fun Employment Radio, it is the one and only Rick Emerson. Why, hello.
2: Oh my
0: goodness,
4: I know that voice. Is
0: it too late to just have Rosario Dawson voice my part while I'm here?
3: (laughs) God, she is good. Did Um, you listen to Artemis? Let's talk more about Artemis. (laughs) Oh my
4: God, no, because Rick heard you babble about Artemis last week when we were hanging out. And he's like, he knows that she voices it. Everybody knows Greg.
0: She's really good. She's really good uh, at it. I recognize that tone of voice. That yes, we all
3: know you're reading. Already. I know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> have I moon told
3: moon. you about the Moon Base? Yeah.
4: <laughs> it's like we understand that it's a very smart book.
3: Well, there's five different bubbles on the Moon Base, ranging in economic uh, levels as far as where you live.
4: Oh um, my! Have you read this, Artemis? Rec? I haven't.
3: Uh, I haven't. Although I can tell you that I've
0: uh, that I've read. So Andy Weir. So his first book, The Martian. I, uh, which I saw the movie and I and I read it and I read it in, in paperback. Uh, but I've listened to the Martian audiobook probably like 30 times. I mean it's just
4: Really, it's that good.
0: It is one of the best. I mean, so my so my brother James, I was like I was like give him everybody the hard sell. I'm like, you know, Martian, it's awesome, whatever. But it's I should have specified from the outset that as good as the book is, the audiobook is really the way to go because so it's that thing where James made it like a third of the way into it, and then and then he's like, I just couldn't. He's like, I'm basically just listening to a list of instructions with the book. I mean, because that's kind of what it, it's a procedural novel about mm-hmm. staying alive on Mars. And he's like, I'm basically just listening to this guy give me like a recipe for how to mix oxygen tanks or something. And I, but the audiobook is it's. I, I mean, it might be the best audiobook performance I've ever heard in my life. This really? guy RC Bray because they do. I think they do. Just totally deviated like 10 seconds into the show. are but they do they do these uh yeah. these awards well, I think they're no called Audis <laughs> or something it's like the sort of award it's like Amazon's awards for audiobook uh performances mm-hmm. and I think RC Bray I don't know if he won but I know he was nominated for the for the audiobook performance award the year the Martian came out because he does I don't know it's like like 10 or 12 characters all of them flawlessly and I mean of different of different accents of different regions of different I mean it's really See, it's I'm teasing
4: myself into that because I haven't listened to any audiobooks where there are characters. I've just listened to them from the perspective of the person mm-hmm. that's reading them. Right. So I'm a it's little a nervous. It's a real
0: skill. I, to be I'm a little that.
4: nervous because I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to.
0: Will it's a tightrope. Yeah. Especially because it's, especially if it's, you know, because there's a fine line between. Accent and then cringe-inducing grandfather talking about, you know, like, you know, the, the you know the the hussy he met in World War II oh when he God. was in the, you know, Verdun or whatever. Oh, my God. You're just, you know, it's like, because at a certain point, like, accent becomes minstrel show and you're like, oh, it's so awkward, I yeah. have to turn it off. Yeah. Uh, but he does a really, really, really good job. So I would strongly recommend, uh, if you have not read The Martian or if you just sort of got into the book and you're like, eh, it's a little dry, which it can be at times if you're you know, if it's if it's like one of the sort of heavy science sections, the
3: Martian audiobook is exceptional.
4: All right, so. done and done.
3: Yeah, because I've read the book, watched the movie. I think I've seen the movie a couple of times, read the book once. And I've seen the movie a couple of times.
4: I really like the movie. I never read the book, though.
3: Yeah. All right, now I want to listen to that. Well, now we know. It is true. It's, that's a hard thing for some of them if they do the right voices or not. Because I've Didn't been listening you? to it, but yeah. I mean, Children of Time is a great book. It's real specific about some things. It, it, it's very sciency. It's hard and sci-fi. It's very philosophical about what is the meaning of humanity and where we are, and it's children of time. So it's different time periods that they go through.
4: See, so you guys the- sound so deep. Like, when you're talking about it, you're listening to, like, science and... It's
3: a movie about spiders. That's really okay. what it comes down to. Let's just, let's put it... Let's Why
2: don't they ever sell things like yeah. that?
3: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Why don't they ever just give you such... A, it's like, I, And I, that's
0: not spoiling it. Yeah, you can see that anywhere, but yeah. That's what I call the fried green tomato syndrome. If somebody had just said, look, it's like lesbians and cannibals, I would have been like, <laughs> yes! Sold! But they kept it. A, it's, a, it's a multi-generational story about women <laughs> yeah. relating to each other. I'm like, fuck that. Like, I have no... <laughs> My friend like, is like, no, so he's true. like, it's lesbians, like, they kill a guy and eat him. And I'm like, I'm sold. Where is it? Yeah. Yes, so. exactly.
4: Yeah. No, because you yeah, I feel like you're all science. You're like, oh, I'm learning how to live on the moon. And you're like, I'm learning how to deal with space spiders. And I'm like, I'm learning that Rob Lowe banged a bunch of, like, Playboy bunnies <laughs> in, like, the, at the Playboy mansion. And that's pretty much it. And I just heard it in detail.
3: Well, you know that's probably more useful than what I've uh, than what I've learned. Yeah, because I think our books are basically learning how to avoid girls. <laughs> yeah, that's what oh. our
4: books are. Yeah, that really is. Oh, you guys.
3: Yeah, the the voice actress for that one, she's very good. She doesn't. She's no Rosario Dawson. She's though, not right? Rosario yeah. Dawson. I mean, going higher and angrier for each person. Oh, the differi- That's kind of how they differentiate. The, the shouting technique. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. 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 Well, I'm angry now. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no. I
4: <don't>.
2: Cranky. Yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 the accent gets thicker, angrier, and louder. Oh, All right. Sad. I'm going to
4: give a shot. Yeah. Well, because Rick was telling me about this Margaret Atwood book that I that I want to start reading. Orange so and Crake. Yeah. So I want to try that one. Yes. Because does she read that?
0: No. So uh, uh, I, I love Margaret Atwood. She's many, many things. She's brilliant. She's talented. She's gifted. She owns a robotics company. She. <laughs> She's not a great narrator, and so, like, uh, occasionally, like, I've listened to some, like, presentations or, like, speeches she's given or whatever, and it's and I can power through it because it's her mm-hmm. and because, you know, and she's, like, 80 and a genius, so I cut her slack. But she's not, you know, I think she knows better than to try to narrate her own books. So, Oryx and Crake, which is the first book of this, and I even hesitate to call it a trilogy because it sounds so off-putting because it sounds like a thing you don't want – sounds like a thing I don't want to read because mm-hmm. I – I don't have much taste for science fiction, as frankly. I, I just Not since I was a teenager. I kind I really of grew out of either. that. I
2: really
0: yeah. I grew out of that. Sounds That sounds like I'm being a mega dick. I don't mean that. I just mean that my taste changed a lot at some point. You've matured and I,
4: past that. Eh, <laughs> I think
0: uh, it's not that. I think that there's two. So, Sarah, there's two kinds of science fiction oh in a broad God, sense. I'm with
4: two nerds right now. Yeah. There's
0: Well, there's hard science fiction, which is where it's like about the science, which is so, like, Isaac Asimov is sort of the example they always use, where, like, the, where the guys really concerned about getting the science right? Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, everything's got to be correct and technically accurate. And it's um, – and then there's soft science fiction, which is really where it's just about the story and it just happens to be on Mars or whatever. Okay. So, like, Ray Bradbury is soft science fiction because it's not really – like, he's not concerned with convincing you that the spaceship could really work. Like, it's mm-hmm. just about the people on the spaceship and what's happening. Uh, you know, uh, so – Anyway.
4: Uh, oh, that makes sense.
0: But but so like uh, – so Margaret Atwood is soft science fiction or speculative fiction because it's sort of things that are plausible. What was my point? Trilogy. So <laughs> it's three books, uh, Oryx and Crake. Uh, uh, the second book is called Year of the Flood and the third book is called Mad Adam. Um, but it's really just one story and it's – it is – it is without a doubt. It is one. I mean, taken as a single story, it is one of the best things I have ever read in my life. All right, will it's, you give
4: like a little synopsis of it?
0: Um, uh, so it's uh, it's speculative fiction, which means that it's it takes place in the very near future, and it's all stuff that either is already happening now or stuff that could conceivably happen within the next ten or fifteen years. Mm, okay. uh, so none of it is sort of outlandish. That's her. As as Mar- in fact Margaret Atwood herself, who is sort of she's a little a uh, little uh, sharper and. What's the word? Um, sometimes a little cuntier than you would expect a Canadian to be. <laughs> I mean she's great, Mom but like she's
4: Margaret. But I
0: mean she knows how to cut right to it and cause she she resists having her stuff called sci-fi. She said she doesn't like the label sci-fi. Mm. And people somebody asked her why. Because she got nominated for a sci-fi prize at some point. And she's like, well, that's great. And I'm very flattered. She's like, I don't really consider myself science fiction. And they said why? And then I think she offended them because she said she said, because science fiction is just all about talking squids. Oh. Or no, no, space squids. Space squids? <laughs> She's all about space squids and lasers. And, uh, so, uh, but, uh, so, I don't do that. Yeah, that's kind of her thing. Um, <laughs> so uh, Oryx and Crake is, in a general sense, it's about the very near future, about genetically modified animals and what happens if that sort of gets beyond our control. Awesome. Uh, so if and I am 100% in. And it's that thing where you're reading it and uh, like when I first read it I I would occasionally I'd be like, "Well, that seems like a thing that's impossible." And then I would look it up and it's a thing that's not only possible that they're doing.
4: Oh my god.
0: So at one point in the and these, and these are not spoilers, but at one point in the book, so there's a corporation that is that is doing genetic splicing and making hybrid animals uh you know to to make our lives but to improve human existence. And of course, it's that whole Thing that always happens in every science fiction. Once that techno genie is out of the bottle, there's no putting it back. Uh, so she talks at one point about they make a, and this is a thing that really exists, children, a spider goat hybrid.
4: No, and ew. it's.
0: I mean, it, it doesn't exist the way you think it does. Like it's not like an eight legged goat. I don't think. But what they, but in Canada they have scientists created this goat that basically instead of milk, it it puts out. Spider thread, spider webbing. Like spider silk, yeah, uh, because because uh, goats produce milk really quickly, but spider spider netting, spider webbing is really uh, it's like stronger than steel or whatever. Yeah. It's like the tensile strength is stronger than steel, stronger than Kevlar, and so they created this goat that just spins spider thread all day, and that's a real thing. That
3: is fucked up. I had no idea about that. Yeah,
0: so that's so that's in the book, but then she sort of says, well, if we do that, what if you know the next? So they uh, like they so they create like a pig that can grow that has multiple organs, so they can because they're very close to humans in terms of their skin mm-hmm. their tissue. So they create a pig with multiple organs so they can do organ transplants. You know, so it can grow extra kidneys so they can then transplant them to humans. All seems fine and fine and good. But of course, if we know one thing from science fiction is that science never stops at fine and good. Science oh, yeah. is always like, no, what if we and then it's just, you know, and then shit just goes bad quickly. So it's sort of like what if it got out of control and the book begins like fifteen years after it gets out of control.
4: Oh wow.
0: It's it's but it but even that is it is I hesitate to say this, but it really is just – it, it is is about – it's about so much more than that because it's not about the science. It really is about the people and it's – but it's about male-female relations and it's about the nature of – storytelling and what we believe and religion, and I'm making it sound way more pretentious and accessible, uh, mm. inaccessible than it is. It really, but most of all, and I think she would want me to say this, I say speaking for Margaret Atwood. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I should get Rosario Dawson to speak for me as Margaret Atwood. <laughs> there you go. I, But the last thing I'll say about it, because I tend to run on and on and on about Oryx and Craig, is that it it is first and foremost above everything, it's a fantastic story. It's a entertaining, gripping, funny, exciting just really uh, very very compelling story So I'm sold yeah. awesome well, I'm looking forward great. to
4: listening to it alright I'm, well I'm gonna go to uh, funemployment.com radio.com click on the audible link go oh, and, ahead and get me a copy
0: and I never answered your question yes for like an hour ago uh, the first book is narrated by Campbell Scott
4: Ooh, which is so random because we were talking about Campbell Scott yesterday
0: we were I think this is the most that yeah. anyone's talked about Campbell Scott he plays Scott what's the guy's time. name in, what's his character's name in singles oh, I can't
4: remember Um. Uh. Steve Steve yeah
0: so if they have great coffee and... Um, uh, they will park
4: yeah. and ride. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I, I I am sold. I want to hear that. It's quite good. Yeah. Well, I know that you've been investigating... Um, whenever Rick comes in, let's a little, pull back the curtain a little bit. He might come in with a little bit of a list that he brings with him as to things that he might be thinking about that he wanted to talk about.
3: Just yeah, a list of free-floating hostility.
4: Which I love. And Which also
3: kind of answers the other question that we always get is... You know, what has Rick been up to lately? And
4: now this list will answer your question. <laughs> right
2: here. <laughs> there it is. Been,
0: been up to six
3: things, exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: well, these are, I, so this is just a few. I, first of all, let me just tell you this, that I had what I had what Douglas Adams, I believe, would call a long, dark tea time of the soul. Uh, like last <laughs> week, when I realized that I was cleaning the house while listening to Madonna.
4: <sighs> oh, Rick.
0: I mean, if there's a gayest moment in one's oh. life, like an event horizon of gatem <laughs> I mean, that's it right there, right? It was like, I mean, I just needed a disco ball floating in the air, and it would have just— Was it one of those moments know.
4: when you became self-aware, like, what? what am I doing?
0: Well, and then I just sort of went on with it. I was, like, vacuuming. Yeah. I'm vacuuming and litter- and dusting, and I'm, I realize I'm dusting to justify my love. Oh, my you God. Know? <laughs> and I was like—and and I think at one point I was actually whistling. So there I am. I mean, it's like I might justify have— Justify My
4: just, Love is such a good song, I should have had
0: leather chaps on, right? Like, I'm just oh in the house <laughs> And then you know, I, I want to kiss you in Paris, and I was like, da da da, kiss you in Paris. And, la, I, la, 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 la. and then I just stopped, and it was like the camera pulls back and does that, you know, like long view of da da da. Yeah. What am I?
4: I feel that same way when I'm sitting moment in my moment of clarity. You no, know, yeah. when I'm sitting in my apartment, like painting a picture of an animal that I've been commissioned to, drinking my wine, listening to like some mm. I don't know, like magnetic fields, like, and wow. you know, with my like my candles that I'm like, I am a douchebag. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> like I completely become self aware. I'm like, oh my god. Oh awesome. yeah, too doing. <laughs> but you know everyone oh has God. their happy place. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, tell so you. Um, there we go so list
0: and then what? I just do you ever write down <laughs> stuff and then later you you're like what was going on in my life that I wrote this down yes
4: he is greg is constantly taking time. notes and he we have to like try and figure out what exactly he means by them because we'll be like write that yeah. down we'll talk about it on the show
3: yeah or I'll be out and I'll be like oh I'm really excited and I'll half write something and then you know I've got a drive or something and I'll forget so I have to piece together what was I thinking of because whatever it was I was really excited about right and you're looking at like seven layers of gelatin and you're like <laughs> yeah what <laughs> yeah. why and then with like three stars
0: next to it like yeah Underlined. <laughs> the, I mean, I have I have relatively few skills in this life, but one of them is just coming up with names, uh, you know, for things that ought to exist but don't. So um, I realized that there ought to be a soda company called Helter Seltzer. <laughs> Come on, yeah, you know that's yeah. funny.
4: That's pretty solid. Helter okay. Seltzer.
0: How about this? No, this should be. Uh, <laughs> is,
4: is, <laughs> this is on his list. Helter Seltzer. <laughs> Helter Seltzer. That is a very. That's what I, like I do that. with my life. It has a good flow to it. That's mm-hmm.
3: what I'm saying. Greg, okay. If
4: you saw if you saw regular sparkly water and you saw Helter Seltzer, no, I would buy it. You'd buy Helter yeah, Seltzer. I would
3: definitely
0: buy it. Yeah. There should be some, some. And with
3: the Charles Manson movie that's coming up,
0: that's what I'm saying. The time is now. Yeah. Finger on the zeitgeistian impulse. <laughs> yep. Me.
3: Let's get the trademark on that right away.
0: So I was having a uh, I was having a a latke the other day, like you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I realized uh, there ought to be some place that sells you know where you can go get a good knish or you know just a little a little nosh or something. A place called Kosher Nostra. Kosher Nostra. Come on. Hear me in the back? You need to ju-
2: I think you need to start Kosher working in an advertising
4: Nostra. firm just like, here are all these ideas. You're welcome. Here's
0: why I shouldn't work in an advertising firm. <laughs> because then I realized that there should be a tribute band, sort of a hybrid tribute band called Celine Dio.
4: There has. Oh. That, did you look it up? Does that exist? No,
3: no I don't know. It's, it, that would really be amazing. Good. Yeah, I would absolutely go see Celine Dio. Okay. So well, would it be like someone
4: who sounds like Celine singing Dio songs, or vice versa, or a little bit mix of the two?
3: I don't know because I think this is when
0: I realized I'm wasting my life. <laughs> and it I could just, go either way. Just crumpled it up and throw it away, and then fish it out later, so I could, you know.
4: But I have to bring this to hang out with yeah. Greg and Sarah.
0: And then. I hesitate to even mention this. You have to. Uh because it's and I was originally going to bring a visual aid for this one and then I didn't because I thought this poor girl may have suffered enough. Uh, so so there's that I think every uh well, how do I put this? Mm-hmm. So well, so back when I so I used to have very long hair, like long, long, long hair, like you know, years ago I had like hair almost to my waist. At oh one yeah, point when or I first
4: met you, you had like shoulder length. Right, like hair. the
0: Romanian dictator. You look. did, yes. and that was
4: when you were wearing your like your, your yeah. big swishy like silk shirt.
0: I look just like Jimmy Page. What are you talking about?
4: <laughs> so many, uh,
0: so many rings and bracelets. Totally, it's I, which you know, because as a as a as a wee lad, that thought that's all it, that's all it really took. Like I'll just you know, quick stop at Goodwill, and then uh, I'll go to Claire's Jewelry, and then I'll basically be Robert Plant.
4: You pulled it off. You looked fine. I mean. I mean, yes, you look that's, like eccentric radio that's personality. Nice of
0: you to say. No, you look fine.
3: <laughs> you look just okay. Um,
0: practicing that for someday when I'm in the cancer ward. <laughs> <laughs> just sort, no, you look really you lifelike. Look
3: great. Wouldn't even know. Yeah, Let's put some blush on you.
0: It's not a death-like <laughs> rattle. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, uh, but you know, so when I had really long hair, and I, and I used to wear like even like I, I wear like basically a single bracelet now, but I used to uh, but I used to have like a whole armful of just like. Just like all like cheap ass like bangles, like from the mall or, or some mm-hmm. crap, you know, Me too. but I used to but and so I would be driving along this is basically when I used, lived in in Utah, I would have the window down, and I would like have my hand out the out of the window sometimes, and this thing would happen like maybe once a month, where a guy who clearly thought I was a girl <laughs> he would like see just like long hair skinny arm, bracelets, and sometimes, like, if I was feeling saucy or cleaning the house that day to Madonna, nail polish, oh. and he would sort of pull... And he would pull up next to me, and he would kind of turn and give me the whole, hey, look, which would instantly turn to, the like, the, oh, no. And it's in Utah, so instantly he can't, you know... <laughs> I'm not gay! He, he would just, you know, It's your off. fault, not my yeah, fault. exactly. Yeah. It's a big switch! <laughs> um, so... So I, so, so that's, that's just a way of sort of <laughs> I mean,
4: like Apex twin, like they're just looking over at you and yeah. you're like, Rrr. so,
0: so there's this, <sighs> <laughs> so I was, you know, so I was on, on the intertron at some, some point, like, you know, whenever in the, in the last several weeks. And it was like, and I don't even remember, wh- I don't even remember where I was because it's, and it's important to note, like for the purposes of the story. That it wasn't even like a porn site; like it was just some regular site where you're not expecting things to sort of like go, "Whoa, what? What is that? What's happening with the?" But there was just some picture of this, this really like, <laughs> this like, eighty percent beautiful girl who had Casey Affleck's face. I swear to God, I don't mean like really? they morphed it. I don't mean like they morphed it onto her. I mean like, like God somehow just sneezed as he was assembling everything. <laughs> And it was what a sort of, looks totally like a really attractive girl, except, boom, Casey Affleck's face. Look, dead ringer for Casey Affleck. Oh, my God. And it's like, and it was just, and it's the strangest mix of sensations, if you're like me or, you know, whoever. You're just sort of, and, you know, I, yeah, anyway. Wait, Rick, have you seen, yeah. so I know
4: that you don't participate on the Facebooks. I don't. But have you seen this new thing that has come out where people can basically take their faces and uh, put them on, uh, swap them to another gender to see what they would look like? as as like a, like for example Greg what he would look like as a woman me as i'd look like as a man
0: well thanks to me and biologic i don't need to uh, use software for that
4: <laughs> well i want to show this too so we actually did this yesterday so one of our episodes yesterday was about Greg talking about how he might or might not have a
3: no i well let's crush so on we his did lady the we, we did the switch and i thought originally when i when i did this thing when i typed it in there i thought they were matching you up with somebody else like a face id thing and it's not a face ID thing. They're just morphing your face. Oh God!
4: All right. First of all, <laughs> that's what I would look like as a man. That's you'd, what it says.
0: Oh, you'd be my friend, Siegfried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I
4: do kind of look like Siegfried. You look, yeah, you
0: look like Siegfried, like maybe age fifty-five.
4: Okay. People kept saying like white Saddam Hussein, oh, Seth MacFarlane. Oh, I that's what you look that. like
3: there. You like, look like Seth yours MacFarlane too. are so much too.
4: nicer. People keep saying like a fat Ronald Reagan or um, like a white Saddam Hussein. Yeah,
3: white Saddam Hussein <laughs> Hussein's <laughs> come through.
4: All right. So wow. Gre- So we did that. So there's mine. I was like, oh wow, I'd be a hideous. Okay. Mate. So then Greg
0: You'd be has, a distinguished man. You would you would look like you know, you'd look like um uh you know you'd look like some sort of a like a uh, you look like a like a New England uh, English teacher.
4: Like an English okay, I, I got like used car salesman. No. And then like a like a Green Bay Packers fan. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, named Jerry. <laughs> yeah, Jerry definitely <laughs> yeah. works.
3: That is definitely a Jerry.
4: All right, so we were doing this. I'm like, oh ha, ha, that's funny how hideous I am. All so right. then I'm I'm covering this right now. Rick can't see this. I'm gonna mm-hmm. unveil it now. So then Greg decided to do the man to the woman.
3: Whoa. <laughs> no. It's unnerving. It's okay. unnerving.
4: Isn't, so, in case you haven't seen this picture I wow. posted yesterday. Yeah.
3: I don't even,
0: <laughs> first of all, I don't even know what the correct response is. They're all I awkward. I know either.
3: Exactly. It's awkward no matter what. I know. I feel Greg, like I can't look at Greg suddenly. <laughs> I, I know. I was so uncomfortable with it. When I posted it, I'm like, what the
0: What's Greece, going on? Are you strangely turned on by it? You can no, admit it.
3: He
4: is getting yeah. a boner for himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Who hasn't? I mean.
4: I know. I, like, Greg, stop looking. Yeah, I know, look I at Sarah
0: her. On my page. I, saw, I can't yeah. turn away. It's magnetic. I
4: know. Yeah. I mean, so there's me <laughs> as a man. And there's Greg as a woman. Clearly one of us is.
3: And the question is, what, what? would their kids look like? Oh what, my what? god! I don't know. No, nothing. I'm still
0: unnerved by this. That's no, my makeup. The... like, and then if you were, if they were, if you could somehow like see the offspring of these two oh, god.
4: hybrid of humans, Greg and Gregetta. No, Greg was even like mean to me yesterday. He's like, "I'm sorry, uh, Gregetta would have nothing to do with Jerry. <laughs> 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 Gregetta is out of Jerry's league." <laughs> I don't know. I mean,
0: are you? I mean, uh, maybe are you rich or something? Uh, you know, <laughs> I <don't just> know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I
4: oh, wear lots of rings yeah. and really hairy hands. Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah. So that's a thing.
2: That's
0: okay. You have to take that away, so I don't look yeah, at it. It's it's really weird. It
4: confused a lot of people. I think. Well,
0: uh, yeah. Well, it's like if well, and, and and I don't know if this happens for women either. But it's like if you ever like if you ever met like if you ever like met or dated a girl, and then you meet her family and you realize she looks just like her dad. And then That's it's weird. a weird, because then you see her dad's face in her yeah. face oh, from wow. then on. Like maybe you don't until you meet her parents. Mm-hmm. And if it's her mom, you know, whatever. But if like it's like you're dating a girl and then you meet your dad and you go, oh my God, she looks just like your dad, which which is fine. Mm-hmm. Nature, nature is nature. But then it's like you
3: can never like,
0: really Ugh. unsee it.
3: I've seen that with <laughs> siblings. Like it's you meet somebody's brother and it's like, oh, so he just has, you have the same face. Yeah. Just different, uh, and it's just different like,
4: things going on. It's just.
3: Yeah, it's a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So anyway, that's well, the thing that's happening.
4: Yeah. That's what's uh, taking the internet by storm right now.
3: I, uh, don't you miss
0: Facebook? <laughs> one, it's, it's hard to believe I don't go on social media these days.
4: It's a shocker.
3: The uh,
0: but. Um, it, yeah, okay.
3: <laughs> I feel like I got to scrub my head out with some I know, borax it's really, or something. It's it is. It takes a minute to it get is, that out. I
4: swear. Like a, a lot of like my like hetero man friends are like comes in. They're like I am very confused right now. Yeah. Even Todd Workoven was like and he's like oh wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. how like, you do, how you doing?
0: Yeah. It's sort of like your internal moorings just are, are you know mm. uh, like your internal compass is <clears throat> you know, sort of, <laughs> Not even off. It's just spinning.
3: Yeah. Like and this doesn't make sense. Jesus. Yeah.
0: Well, it's, so one of the very because I I sort of I'm just not on the internet these much these days. I mean, it's not like I avoid it or whatever, but it's uh, but it just I it it can be a little bit of a time suck. Mm-hmm. And so I've just made sort of a conscious decision to scale down how much I interact with technology. Yeah. And but one of the few sites that I usually read every day is this site called Slashdot, which is a it's like a news aggregation site, but it's it's all tech news. Um, and they like occasionally do these polls. And I think the one thing the other day it was like of what you know of what uh, what is humanity's great like world ex- uh, world extinguishing you know nemesis like what is the what is the fear what is the thing that we're afraid of you know that will that will destroy humanity as we know it, and I think for the longest time it was like driverless cars right mm-hmm. like that'll be the mm-hmm. thing that is like cripples civilization and wipes us off, but now it's just become like face swapping technology because it's that whole it's that whole weird creepy porn thing where you you know porn thing. What? Who said porn? <laughs>
4: wait, what's a face swap porn thing?
0: I have to go home and clean oh, the house now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I
4: can put on Justify My Love if it'll make you feel more
0: comfortable. <laughs> what's worse? So, what? Wait, well, what's a face
4: swap porn thing? Because okay. all I've seen is like people, like my brother-in-law's really obsessed with it, and he'll like switch his face with his friends or like my sister.
0: No, so there's, I hesitate to even mention this again because it's just like, I feel now this is going to be a thing that'll haunt your dreams forever like the spider goat. Oh, no. Uh, but... So there is this thing that I wasn't even aware of. Here's the thing that fascinates me. Just as a side note,
3: if I can just get all meta about it, uh, Craig's
4: face right now is priceless. I'm like, what?
3: it's I'm like you're smelling bad cheese. Be, yeah, I'm afraid, but I want to know. So whatever it
0: is. So I am fascinated by, like, I don't know if you ever like go to Reddit, you know, like and just sort of like, you know, and just sort of look, look at the front page to mm-hmm. see where it just aggregates from all of the different subreddits. But Reddit is basically like a small. Planet at this point. I mean, uh-huh. the number of subreddits I mean, there's. I mean, I have no idea how many subreddits there are, but it seems like there's a subreddit for literally almost anything you could think of. I mean, it's just astonishing.
4: There have to be billions, like for anything that you want to yeah. find. Yeah. yeah, and
0: a lot of it is really helpful and useful, and some of it's just funny or entertaining, and some of them are just you know pictures of baby seals. Uh, but but I'm fascinated by the pockets of the internet where there are these entire subcultures, sort of you know, sort of brewing and things are being, you know, sort of percolating and technologies are being studied or ideas are being talked about. And it's just sort of, you know, and things sort of just, it's like stalagmites just sort of growing in the dark and you don't really discover them until they're already formed. So there's this thing (laughs) that I'm amazed you haven't heard about because it seemed like in about a day and a half, everybody in the world heard about it and immediately messaged everybody they knew just like, oh my God. So there's this thing that I believe... And I think it's named. Here's a dubious distinction. I think the technology and the phenomenon has been named after the Reddit guy who who was for, who sort of popularized it. But there are these things called deep fakes. I've
4: have, I
3: have just like it
0: sounds, be- all one word: deep fakes. The sound of me googling right now. <sighs> I feel deepfakes. like I'm just making the world a worse place oh. even by discussing this. And so, deep. How
3: have I been unaware of this?
0: So it's this technology that allows almost anyone to make convincing like, live-action porn. Basically, you can take anybody's face and put it on an existing porn film seamlessly. What? So, like, you know, whatever. You, you can take, let's say, Gregette. Yeah, <laughs> let's What's, Gregette. You know, whatever. Yeah. Or whoever. You can just, you know, or you can just, uh, you know, uh, Sandra Bullock, Aaron Sorkin, whoever. You can just take somebody's face and take your favorite porn clip and, uh, and it'll just stitch somebody's face onto... But here's the thing. It's both creepier and not as creepy as I'm making it sound. Because when you... Picture that you picture like a bad Halloween mask effect, right? Yeah. Where somebody's got like the sort of like yeah. the
4: unspe- like the non-moving, right? Unspe- exactly. Like, but like here's the it.
0: really creepy thing: is it's not like that. Like if you didn't know it was stitched on, you wouldn't know because because it's because the it's algor- that good because so this cause apparently there's just software out there that analyzes like the original face and the new face and figures out what it would look like from every angle with every shadow and the shading and the it whatever can map
3: it that in is the video
0: fucking yeah.
4: terrifying. Yeah.
0: Uh, so I think, uh, so, uh... So
4: anyone can do that?
0: Yeah, so I think, uh, Motherboard, which is a tech, uh, sort of a tech news site, so Motherboard did a big, I think they were the first ones to talk about it, where they discovered, and there was this subreddit, and there was this guy called, called himself Deepfakes, uh, and that's, I think, that has sort of become the term for the technology itself, but Motherboard did this article about this guy that spent his time stitching, like, Scarlett Johansson's face onto porn clips, and then just, you know, whatever, uh, and so they said, hey, or so here's, you know, click on this and watch this thing that'll like stick with you for the rest of your life. And of course, you know, sure. And so I pressed the thing and it was, I mean, and they'd sort of, and so you, I, and I believe the article itself is safe for work on Motherboard because I think they, they don't show anything in the clip that is, uh, is not safe for work. Uh, but so they zoom in on just the sort of like from above the neck, So you see it and it looks exactly like Scarlett Johansson is in a porn film. Exactly. Weird. And, he, and they were quick to know that, like, he has no programming ability whatsoever. Like, he has no computer skills except how to log on to Reddit and click, like, you know, yes or whatever. I mean, it's it's sort of like this push-button technology that seems – it feels like some sort of weird tectonic shift in, like, everything. Okay, right? that's freaky. I mean, I so know – anyone
4: can, like, take a picture of your face and put you be like, hey, did you see – oh, no. I mean,
0: I don't – I mean, I haven't I don't know what raw materials you need, but it seems like they're not much more than, like, a picture of somebody and, like, some porn. And so if there's one thing the internet creates, it's those two things. And it's already to that point. Yeah. I mean, that's just the beginning of that kind of technology,
3: Well, too. that's what, well, that's I mean, what that's Motherboard
0: scary said. thing. I mean, I feel like at this point, I almost feel like we all cry wolf by going, well, this just seems like it's, you know, over the line. It's going mm-hmm. to destroy it. But this... Like, But it seems like more and more often, those fears are totally founded. Yeah, like, this yeah, there really isn't is There's no line the anymore, line. it seems.
4: Like, we live in a, play, a time without a
0: line. So, the really freaky thing about that was: so, Motherboard did this article about this technology, like, hey, we discovered this insanely terrifying, fucked-up thing on Reddit called deepfakes. The implications of this, I think, in the first article, they said something like, what would really be bad, though, is if, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And then by the time they did a follow-up the next week, like, all of those things had happened. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so. You know, so basically, I would just... Uh, Jesus,
2: if, Rick.
0: If I were you, I would just cash out your IRA right now and just, you know... Yeah, everybody in the live chat is saying that we,
3: we live in a Black Mirror episode, is what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, here. that's...
0: Yeah. yeah, It. I mean, technology is now outpacing not only uh, the legal system, but in fact, uh, outpacing the entertainment system's ability to depict it. So... That is... Yeah, that's scary shit. That is scary oh, stuff. especially,
4: I'm sorry, as a lady. Oh, yeah. That's fucking freaky. Well, I
0: mean, the only possible <clears throat> upside of that is if the tech I mean, in in a sense, it's almost that you want the technology to instantly become so widespread that you can now just dismiss any claim that you like we're in a porn film by going, "Well, that's just a fake."
4: Exactly. I mean,
0: that's because it seems like that's not too far from being the reality. Where I mean, it might not act- that I'm
4: in a porn film, but that you know, no, that, but I mean, yeah, that somebody can put. Oh God.
3: Well, because like the next time, I mean, God, how do you fight against that? That is a whole. I I mean, that's I think it just yeah. I- put authentication codes like only for videos authenticated. I authenticated. I think. Well, I think the right it's. Word.
0: I mean, if I had to guess, and I'm bad at these sorts of things. If I had to guess, uh, I was actually talking to my uh, my sister and I were actually talking about this uh, the last time I was home. We were talking about a lot of these things and what the world is going to look like in ten or fifteen or twenty years. Well, it's a lot of the Margaret Atwood stuff of like mm-hmm. what you know what what will this look like ten years in the future when this technology has you know increased exponentially and things have gotten just totally out of hand because we don't seem to know how to limit ourselves. Um, I mean, if I had to guess, it's sort of how I feel like like in like 15 years, like at any workplace, there's going to just be nothing but unisex bathrooms, right? And the law is just going to be like, piss wherever you want and get back to work. Mm -hmm. Like there's not going to be, that's the only way to end that debate, right? Yeah. That's the only way to end the debate. Well, who's going to use it? It's just going to be, hey, there's one stall. Piss, get back to your desk. That's it. And so I feel like the only way that this is ever going to normalize itself is just for the technology to be so widely used and so widely available that it will now be, I mean, do you remember like, I mean, I certainly remember when it was a big deal that Bill Clinton, like, might have smoked pot.
2: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, of course, yeah, you know, right. but, but like, yeah. Obama,
0: like, wrote in his book, like, and then I did cocaine. Mm-hmm. And we're yeah. like, fine, president, done. Yeah. And so that sort of, I mean, a, the word normalized has become really, you know, like, overused. But, I mean, where the every, the society just reaches this stasis where we just accept something as being so widespread that it's no longer a big deal. Yeah, like, we don't get acceptable. ourselves in a twist about it. I mean, because here's the thing to think about. Like, within the next 30 years, I'm glad that I'm. Like, I mean, I'm not a young man anymore, but I'm young enough that I'll be able to... You're
4: youngish. Come uh, on.
0: I'm glad that I'm (laughs) young enough to be able to, you know, if I can dodge, like, falling safes and cancer, that I will be able to see what the world looks like in, like, 25 or 30 years Mm because I can't even imagine it. Like, I can't even... So I want to be around to see it um, because think about this. The idea... I mean, this is, what, 2018, which seems impossible. That
4: seems impossible.
3: Yeah, it's weird to say.
0: But, I mean... Probably in 25 or 30 years, I mean, there will be congressional candidates or presidential candidates who have, like, sex films that were, you know, that they made when they were idiot college students just floating around the Internet. And it won't be a big deal. I mean, it'll be a big deal the first few times it happens. And then it'll be, you right. know, it'll be like, hey, it's 2060. Everybody's got a sex film on the Internet.
3: I think we're getting there pretty quick to where it's not going to be a big deal.
0: Right. And I so mean... this may make it to where that's. In a way, not a big deal because it, oh, it's fake. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, wasn't me. Yeah, either you don't know if it's real or fake, or you know, it just everybody you know, there's one of everybody, or there's you know, whatever. I, I don't, I don't know. It's just a
4: that is a good point. That's a disturbing point, but that's absolutely true.
0: I mean, that might everyone be...
4: get to work making your own deep fake right now, so yeah. that we can make it. And authentic for everybody else.
0: That won't be taken out of context.
4: <laughs>
3: <No>. <laughs> she told us to do it. Yeah, She's literally I, asking you, for it. <laughs> you asking people? Well, because that way it's
4: oversaturated, and then if somebody tries to you do it, you want people me, to
3: make a deep fake?
4: Not about me, about themselves, so that oh. everyone has it all, and so that way we're all in it. It together. was
3: implied, I think. No. People may Good take that. Good fucking
4: god, don't do that. The other
3: way. No. By encouraging.
4: All right. No, I think that's that's your mind just misconstruing it. I that is not know. what I meant. I'll
3: all see right. Where well,
0: that goes. Okay. Well, right. well, I'm glad I could come by and be a big picture. Yeah, for wow. Everyone. I'm amazed that you sort of hadn't heard about it because it is one I of those too. things that pushes all of the fear buttons and like all of yeah, the, oh I'm my God. I'm freaked out you right know, now. It's a, it's a weird thing. It's a really, really bizarre time to
2: be living. I think that's why I also be living. stay
4: away from a lot of that. Like I find I have my specific things on Reddit that I go to look at, but I don't like to, I don't go to look at Reddit as a whole. Right. To see like yeah. what it is. Like i I love reading, like, my no-sleep stories, or, like, I go, have you ever read no Oh, yeah, sleep?
0: yeah, because that's not creepy. No,
4: I love them. That's what I like to read right before I go to bed. Or, um, like, you know, funny stories I'm trying to find for the show or whatever, but I never actually look at the...
0: The only subreddit I go to routinely, and I, the only reason I even really know about this is because um, it was, like, slashed out our Motherboard or somebody, like, talked about this this deep fakes forum, which I think has subsequently been shut down. I mean, the, and for what it's worth, within, like, a day of that story, I think a lot of the... I think, like, YouTube and Reddit itself and I think most of the major, uh, like, porn sites, like, put out a big thing saying that, like, they, you know, that they're, they, they won't allow anything that is that is obviously faked. Anything oh, yeah. that They'll is obviously pursued. morph porn. Yeah. Of course, that only lasts as long as they can detect it, which will, you know, that will probably not be the case for very long. But yeah. the only subreddit I go to routinely is this one that's just called Aw, AWWWW, which is just cute pictures of animals.
4: Oh, I love it. I follow, well, I'm on the Instagram, and that's one of the things that I follow, too. I follow, like, a bunch of cute animal things. Just, I'm like, the world is going to shit. I want <laughs> right. to look at a puppy. Yeah, that's, no, yeah. that's totally, yeah. yeah.
0: This subreddit called Awe, and they have, like, rules. You know, it's, like, no sad stories, no, like, you know, no, like, I found him abandoned at a dumpster stories, mm. no whatever. It's, like, it's, you know, they've got to be, like, unabashedly adorable, cute, happy, like, you know, Living life, a great life. life-affirming yeah. photos of animals. So Aww. I go there, you know, so it's like a duck snuggling with a cow or something. It's oh, just, come uh,
4: on. Yeah. I found a new, um, I'm a sucker for anything that I can find that has a capybara in it.
3: Capybara? Yeah, it's capybara. Is a drink? It's a giant no, rodent it's a from, giant, from South America.
4: It is the cutest thing in the industry.
0: Is it a rodent of that. unusual size? It is yeah, a it's, of it's the largest size. rodent in so the world. So it's the
4: friendliest, most popular rodent in the entire world. Like, every animal loves capybaras. That's what they
3: look like. Oh, come on. Not yeah. every animal loves capybaras. No,
4: they're the most popular. No, I I have followed, hey, I have a I have capybara like extensive training because I've fallen down these no cap, every animal loves wow, capybara the like, they'll cuddle with crocodiles oh
0: come on that's fantastic <laughs>
4: like all of them just oh, okay. love them because they mixed. just sit there because they're and they have them in a lot of pet sanctuaries because they're so calming for other animals that this they'll is just fantastic. kind of sit there I know capybaras are my favorite thing in the entire world let me ask you this <laughs> uh, so
0: is it just me. Or like, were a lot of magical yet real animals withheld from you when you were growing up in school? Like, did you hear about narwhal in school? No, no, no.
4: no. That's, the, that's the thing with the horn. Yeah. Right? yeah,
0: narwhal narwhals. I think it's narwhal. I didn't hear about them until like ten years ago, and then it took me like another year to think that you'd figure out they were real—the <gasps> unicorns think they were real of the, the sea. No, right. I heard them yeah.
4: referenced in Elf, and I'm like, oh, look at that fake like whale with the <laughs> with the unicorn. Horn. Like,
0: why did they not tell us about that? Why did they just? I mean like that exists, it's been out there. They've been there, like as long as we've been here. Why did they just why was I never told about the existence of those creatures?
4: Maybe they're just trying to teach us like the basic creatures? I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. No, sure yeah, I've they were never covered. actually looked up narwhals. I, right.
0: I mean, yeah. it's like they were busy teaching me that Columbus discovered America, you yeah. know, and you know, instead <laughs> of like to, instead of showing me like an actual thing that's, you know, real. And it is also amazing. Wow. It's like their horn's a tooth, right? It's actually a giant. Do they, tooth. Do
4: they skewer things? So, or, well, or
0: is it hair? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs>
4: tell me about narwhal. I have gotten,
0: I have gotten a, so totally off the point here. This is what <laughs> yeah, happens when okay. I don't leave the house for months.
2: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you <right>. all <laughs> heard about narwhal? Builds up like,
0: <laughs> like intellectual silly string, and then just. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so you all know David Attenborough. Yes, um, mm-hmm.
3: who is just fantastic? It's like one of the yeah. yeah. I can't even do a good impression. <laughs> the magical
0: creature then springs out of the water, uh,
3: but it's <laughs> that's good.
0: Uh, so he has a whole thing about uh, he, he has this series called I forget what it's well, called. The, it's
3: there's Planet Earth. He has
0: Planet Planet Earth. Well, he's several Planet Earths, but he has a new series that it's, they're all half-hour episodes. I think it's called David Attenborough's like Oddities or something. But it's but it's just about you know like very specific. Uh, traits and the animals they appear in. So he has one that's all about spirals in nature. So it's all about like uh, shells, like snail shells that are spirals. And there's like mollusks that are spirals. But he also talks about the narwhal because the the narwhal horn is a spiral. It's a long spiraled horn. Mm. And apparently scientists don't really have a firm answer on what that thing is or why it exists. Because it's not to spear food because this food would be way out there. You wouldn't be able to grab it. Yeah, Yeah. And it's... uh, Fair point. Yeah, and they, they don't really fight with it. They don't think that they break ice with it, uh, you know, like to get out of yeah. to get to the surface. They're not really sure. They think it might be uh, possibly uh, to, uh, to to tell the temperature of the water or to detect vibrations if there's food nearby. But they're not really sure. So, but huh. but my thing is also, do you know what a uh, do you know what a group? And this is totally real. Do you know what a group of narwhal is called? No. It's the most magical term ever. A blessing of narwhal. What? I swear to God.
4: All right, that just makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> Where do narwhals live? Narwhals?
0: Uh, no, narwhal, I believe. Yeah, narwhal. Mm. Narwhal. Like Arctic Oceans, right? I think so, yes. I think it's, yeah, I think it's like in the sort of, it's going to say like Norway but I don't know where that is.
4: All right, uh, our friend Sarah. I, yeah, in, it's on the Arctic. Yeah, Sarah from Puerto Rico said I once pet uh, a narwhal in Panama and was told. No. Pet oh a, no, oh, she was petting a, a capybara, yeah. petting a narwhal. <laughs> I was like, you got to pet a narwhal? Holy petting shit. Petting a narwhal
0: means something else, Sarah.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that does sound like it means something else. Well, since you haven't been in here a while and I saw you and Greg you showing Greg something earlier today that now I've been dying to know what you guys were talking about.
3: Oh. Yeah. The thing. Might as well go there. At this point, I guess the show is not <laughs> awkward enough.
0: No, <laughs> it's, it's,
2: it's just already awkward. More awkward.
4: Now, uh, now we're f- all afraid of having our faces stitched into porns and yeah. Let me just hold and on, and Spider, me spider just goats. And check this,
3: everything off the list. This could be a future market for you.
0: Unnerved Sarah done. What could be Celine Dion done. The what Rick is going to talk okay, about? Okay,
4: because I don't even know what it is. I know
0: you don't. All right, so so here's the thing. Uh, so I am a I'm a proud Audible uh, subscriber and I've been uh, listening to Audible for quite some time Audible's a big fan of audiobooks whatever yeah. so but occasionally and I honestly don't even remember how I discovered this I it's like because sometimes I'll just browse like Audible like so Audible has really like Amazon because Amazon owns Audible and it's and they have because there's a the whole thing about the fear of the machines rising that you know whatever mm-hmm. that like oh, someday yeah. it's just going to be you know Alexa says work harder you know and it's <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> But the thing that kind of um, reassures me a little bit is like when technology gets things wrong. Yeah, like it's like it almost makes me happy a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm like, not so smart I'm are you, so Overlord?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: because like occasionally, like I'll, I can't tell you how many times I purchased something on Amazon, and then like Amazon later will recommend to, like that I purchased the thing I are that they know I just bought. Right, like you know, buy a lawnmower, and then the next, day, would you like to buy a lawnmower? And I'm like, well, that doesn't. No, go away, idiot. <laughs> and so, Audible, their recommendation engine is sometimes really accurate, but not always. So, it, and plus, like, do you ever look at the recommendations on Amazon?
4: Oh my God, I get the weirdest things recommended to and, me. And you ask,
0: like, what kind of person am I? Like, you have this. <laughs> yeah. Like, you really have it's to. Like, what does this say step about Step back me? from yourself and be like. Because I have this theory, and I, by the way, I should say that I advanced this theory long before the Black Mirror existed. I had this theory that the internet was like an oracle in that whatever you do on the internet, when nobody's around, nobody's looking, whether it's good or bad or creepy or you know, cute or whatever, whatever you do on the internet is who you really are. Mm. Like whatever face you present to the world, whatever you do at home on the internet, that's like your truest self for good or bad. Ooh. Scary. I'm
4: like really shitty Netflix television shows.
0: And so, yeah, like when you look at your Amazon, you know, here's the things you've purchased and or thought about purchasing. That's like, you know, a a fairly objective sense of of who you are. And so Amazon Amazon via Audible recommended this this thing to me the other day that I ended up purchasing, by the way. This book called, because it was like based on your past purchases, Audible thinks you'll enjoy. And I swear to Christ, the name of this book is Severed. A history of heads lost and heads found.
3: <laughs> That's
0: Thirteen a, hours. Thirteen
3: hours of how heads
0: many, lost and heads found. How many notable severed heads could there possibly be? <laughs> Thirteen hours worth.
4: I, you would be the first person that I would think of if there was a severed head. That
3: book. does make sense. I'm sorry, right, you're the one that
4: wanted to have like well, the who's the um, Gacy <laughs> Gacy? Because I remember that you were contemplating like buying one of his oh drawings. some
0: of the some of the Gacy artwork.
4: Yeah, yeah. I didn't go over Ooh, too well. Did at you all. watch Mindhunter?
0: The the series, the, the series? movie? No.
4: Oh my goodness. Is oh, it based
0: right. on the
3: book? Yeah. I yes. believe so. The profiler? Yeah, yeah yep. the profiler. I read the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
4: it's it's pretty amazing. Okay. The,
3: there's a couple of people in there who portray, oh, God, I can't remember the serial killer's name. Um, the one who had the cases. mom thing. <laughs> they all have a mom. Is it the guy that threw he took his it mom, pretty put far. his mom down the disposal? Yes. The guy who uh, portrays him is. Uh-huh. Fascinating. Is that I, the
4: guy with the mustache? Yes. Oh, he is so fucking
3: creepy.
0: I forget his name. But Richard
3: in, something. But or?
0: John Douglas, I think it's the guy's name who wrote the book Mindhunter. So he's so John Douglas is um, uh, so he's the guy that um, uh, in in Silence of the Lambs, that Scott Glenn's character, uh, um, uh, Clarice Starling's boss mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. Silence mm-hmm. of the Lambs. Um, uh, so he is based on this guy, John Douglas. Um, also, Ed Norton's character, I think, in Red Dragon is based on John Douglas. He sort of he was like he was sort of the first famous profiler. I yeah. Think he, okay. Uh, and he wrote this book, Mind Hunter, wh- and several books after that. So I think this is probably based on that and his case files. It absolutely Ed is. Ed Kemper is, is who I was thinking. Ed Kemper, of. Yes. yeah. No, he was
3: completely fucked up. The actor who plays oh. Ed Kemper is fascinating. He's the
4: one. He is the he's common so thread throughout the entire show.
3: Well, yeah. Don't, no spoiling anything. but spoil yeah anything. He's, he's very very good.
4: It is.
0: Okay.
3: Where's you the would've... way he speaks
4: is. It's on Netflix.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't even know where anything is anymore,
4: Oh, my so. gosh. Yeah. It is so, like, it, it's so oogie. Like, it just made me feel real, real, real creepy.
0: Yeah, that's a, I mean, yeah. There's a, the, the, serial killers are sort of, I mean, because there's, a, you know, people sort of, you know, why are we so obsessed with serial killers and it's whatever and it's, and I think Stephen King has this whole theory About serial killers as well as like – as well as zombies, vampires, whatever, in that it's like – in that we – he said, you know, like it's the same reason that if you see somebody that has like a huge goiter on the side of their face, you like can't look away even Mm -hmm. though it's like – it's like because we're constantly Mm – we're constantly looking at things that are a little bit off or that are somehow deformed or dysfunctional as like a check on our own selves – as, like, a self-comparison constantly.
4: Like when you see someone with plastic surgery because you can, like, tell yeah. that there's something a little...
0: Or, like, that we always need a... base, Like, we're always trying to re uh, to, to check our own status, our own health, psychologically yeah. or physically. And so that we are constantly looking for things to compare and contrast with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes that's physical and sometimes it's, you know, sort of behavioral. And, and, and that that's why... And... Yeah, and, it's, and also because on some level, evolutionarily speaking, that you want to be able to spot, you know, like, the guys that are... Uh, you know, the guys that live out where the buses don't run. <laughs> you want to be able Danger. to s- yeah, spot wanna, them so yeah. you can see them coming. Cause he, yeah. So he said, when, unsurprisingly, when he was a kid, he kept a scrapbook of, uh, there was this guy, Charlie Starkweather, who uh, drove across the country with his girlfriend in a car, just shot everybody they, they came across. He was like a Mickey Mallory sort of a thing. Jesus. <laughs> and it's still like Stephen King when he's like 12, is was like keeping a scrapbook of all these like Charlie Starly, Starly, Starly Starkweather <laughs> clips. And his, he comes home one day and his mom has been like cleaning the you know bedroom. She's like, Stevie? Why do you have this scrapbook of all these oh. clips about this man who shot all these people? And he said that at the time he couldn't really articulate the explanation, but he said in retrospect the reason is that he wanted to be able to spot that guy, you know, or guys like him, if yeah. like he ever sort of came across them in life. Yeah, like he wanted to keep an eye out for those guys. So that's the sort of fascination with Ed Kemper and and those folks. I think
4: that is interesting.
0: The point is there's a big book about severed heads. All right, so there's yeah. a book
4: about severed heads that was recommended to you. But
0: that's far from so being there's... the most unsettling thing on Audible, Sarah. Okay. I honestly don't remember how it is that I found this thing. Uh, I love but that I'm explanation gonna, already. I'm going to plug my phone in here. Yes. Please. So if you want to pot this down to the... Yep, um, in yep fact, we're down. I apologize in advance if this... I have the iPhone 6, which I'd like to thank oh, Apple for whoa, making whoa, it... Whoa. Making it the one iPhone that doesn't actually <laughs> just work seamlessly with every uh, eighth-inch plug in the world. So yeah, doesn't
4: iPhone like make you change chargers and stuff every time you upgrade? I, I've just it's, always had an Android, so I don't know.
0: The one thing that's always been consistent about uh, about devices like this is the headphone jack. Uh, but for some reason, the iPhone six, the headphone jack. It's not even that it's like it requires everything. It just it doesn't mesh quite. It's just it's not quite the right size. So oh, it doesn't. That's I annoying. think it was just yeah, it's a little bit of. a, I mean, I I I'm all wireless most most yeah. of the time, but
3: uh, when iPhone seven dropped. It all together. That's where you, they don't have an eighth inch. They don't, they don't. have a headphone
0: jack at all. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Well, neither does the new Pixel. Uh, Google dropped their dropped their headphone jack too.
4: Oh, I'm still adjusting to the fact that my computer that I've had for a year now doesn't even have a, a like a CD-ROM drive right. anymore. <laughs> Like it feels so weird. I don't I get, like it. Yeah. I have all these DVDs and I don't have a DVD player anymore. I can't watch it on my computer. I'm like, I don't even know what to do.
0: I my yeah. mom over Christmas was like, can you can you rip this CD? And I was like, no, I can't. No one can. It <laughs> can't be done. Break it in half. Lost. Burn it. Live in the now, woman. <laughs> uh, so um, anyway, so I uh, so I don't even know how I discovered this, but here's the thing about Amazon is that. Amazon has a lot of great services and a lot of great offerings. One of them is that you can self-publish if you are an author and maybe, you know, maybe you're having you're writing in some sort of a niche genre or, you know, you just don't want to take the time and effort cuz it's, you know, it's a lot of work to, you know, get an agent, get a book published. You figured, "Hey, I just, you know, I just want to get my my words out to the people. I just I want society to be able to hear what I have to say about whatever.
4: I've got something to say." Exactly.
0: And you just, you know, and a lot of uh, you know, the, the Martian by Andy Weir mm-hmm. was originally self-published. He got rejected by every publisher and finally is like, fuck it. And he put it up on his website for free and now, you know, moving with Matt Damon. So, wow. so self-publishing is, you know, it's not – it is not quite the downscale market it used to be. So you can go to Amazon. You can self-publish your book. And because they own Audible, if you have a audio version, if you have a narrated version of your book, you can self-publish your audio book. Huh. Sometimes that's good. <laughs> Sometimes it's – well – it's different in that there are these sub-genres that have proliferated all over Audible. And <clears throat> I, I don't even really know what...
4: I'm getting nervous after the whole porn face swap thing.
0: I don't even know what genre you would call this. Um, uh, well, should I show Sarah... The, should I play it first or should I show her the cover art first? Or should I just... T- um, the, um,
3: maybe I haven't heard it. Maybe we should just hear it. Okay. Because they play samples on Audible, yeah, you can listen to samples of different audiobooks.
0: Long samples, by the way. It's none of that ten seconds stuff; like four minutes. Oh boy, um,
3: I'm a little nervous. Okay.
0: Well, so I'll just I'll hit play here, and we'll listen to a little bit of the sample, and then
4: uh, are we supposed to figure out what it's about? Or will, oh, I be think a... you'll probably understand okay. what it's about.
0: Hold on a second.
3: Let me just this is one it. that was recommended to you. Yeah, uh, I think so. <laughs> All right, let's see if I can.
1: How big is too big? Caitlin asked the provocative question, giggling and took a sip of her Long Island iced tea. I... I don't know what you mean. Petite, raven-haired Ella asked her friend. She sat at the bar with her two BFFs, celebrating her recent engagement to her longtime boyfriend, Jeremy. What? And somehow, as it usually did when Caitlin was involved, the conversation has turned to sex. Caitlin sighed, the heavyset redhead, had an annoying habit of taking on a motherly tone. Very condescending. What is happening? And Ella could tell that she was about to do it again. Come on, Elle, Caitlin said. I mean, we know size doesn't matter is a joke, right? If a guy has four inches, that won't cut it with anyone. But at the same time, there's a limit to what's comfortable. You hear about that guy in New York who has 14 inches? Who'd want to date him?
0: So, <laughs> what
1: is happening?
0: Well, Sarah,
4: is it something? Can I guess? Is it something called like Goldie Cox? <laughs> like, we're just like, some are Goldie too small, Cox. some are too I big. I see.
0: I'm apparently not the only naming savant in the room. <laughs> that was pretty damn good. <laughs> no, because she wow. said, like,
4: well, the four inches is too small, the 14 Cox. is too big. First of all, does it sound like <laughs> she
0: drank a lot of milk products before yes. narrating. What no, is that? So anyway, oh, I just, there's
4: too much. I wanted to drink some water and like head
3: spit.
0: It sounds like one of those weird YouTube videos of people, you know, where like somebody's like getting their like sideburns snipped or something. Really, <gasps> do you remember? You
4: know? <laughs> do you remember? It was like 15 years ago, probably, when we interviewed that woman who sounded like there was a river in her mouth. <laughs> a River?
0: There's a river in my mouth. <laughs> no,
4: it was when we were on Kotk, and I was just telling someone about this the other day, and because it was so distracting, she was somebody like the salespeople forced us to interview her. She was like a real estate person or something, and just like she she'd be, like, "Well, what? I you should know? wet mouth." Yeah, and it was just like I
0: don't <laughs> the entire time. No, but oh, I Oh, it
4: was so I will never forget that. It was so But disturbing. that's the thing I can't
0: like if I uh, like if I'm listening to because it's, you know, it's tricky, I think, to be a, to be a, an audiobook narrator or to be do any kind of public speaking. A thing that I can't get with is the it's when people do this and I, if I catch myself doing it, I sort of like make a very conscious effort to shut it down immediately. It's when um between sentences or words it's, it's sort of between clauses people will do the thing. Oh, yeah. That, mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like as a sort of like shifting gears thing or a, it's like a placeholder. It just drives me crazy. And the wet mouth is another thing or the, you know, or Oh, well, now you I'm just, all
4: self-conscious. I'm like, am I doing any of these no, things? No, you don't. It's Okay. Not.
0: It's, so, so there's this whole genre on Audible no, and good. I just, I call it lady porn, but I don't even know what <laughs> else to call it because, well, so, because sometimes you, you know, because sometimes you see porn and you're just like, at least me, I, at least for me, it's like you're like, you can't quite tell you're like, well, is this for women or is this for dudes? Like, mm. Is this for gay men? I think this is Obviously, this is not for, so this is, I'll show you the cover art here, uh, which I can then send to you if you'd like. It's, um, so the book is called, well, I'll just show you, Sarah. Here's the cover art. Yeah. So. Oh. Wait, is that
4: the title at the top? That's
0: the title. So the book is. Oh, no. So this book, uh, (laughs) this book is called Stretched and Ruined. And then the cover art appears to be, um, I would imagine, a well-endowed gentleman uh, unbuckling his uh, pants. And then there's some, and then there's some sort of like low-budget Juliana Margulies woman in the in the foreground in a in a yeah. bra. Uh, the uh, the tagline for this is, "How big is too big?" <laughs> stretched and ruined. Stretched and ruined. Not just stretched, Greg. <laughs> Not just ruined. Stretched and ruined.
3: Ruined. Here's. <laughs> this...
0: Would you like to know the author's name? Yes, please. Celia Demure.
3: Oh, Oh. wow.
0: And then it's narrated by a woman named Molly Christopher, who I suspect is really just Celia Demure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here's the best best part of this. It's got got a four-star review. And that's not just based on the author and her mom or whatever. That's 30 people have reviewed this.
4: Oh my God. You know, it's a, like she probably got together her book group, and she's like, all right, everybody. I just finally got <laughs> <read> my book. The rose and some cupcakes, but you all have to read my book.
0: Let's let's read some of these reviews of Stretched and Ruined by Celia Stretched DeMure. And oh
3: my god.
0: BIJ says uh, these are reviews on Audible. Very romantic.
3: <laughs> romantic.
0: This is the story I will be listening to again. The performance is equally beautiful with gorgeous voice. This is persons from in, in like Ukraine or something. Performance is beautiful, voice gorgeous. Thank you for both the writer. The but this syntax is all over the place. Thank you for both the writer and the performer. Uh, let's see. The next review it just says, "Oh my god, love it so much. It's so dirty licious."
4: Oh, dirty licious.
0: Great characters and story. Uh, the next review of Stretched and Ruined by Celia Demure says, I hope there is more to dot, 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 come. Okay,
3: so. Can, okay, can can I'm looking I tell you at some of other. The, but, you know, some of uh, Celia Demure's yes. own titles. You may know her from such. Such as <laughs> sorority oral fundraiser.
4: <laughs> um. There's also one called Breeding the Meter Maid in Public.
3: That's like layers of Kindle. Those are only 99 cents a piece, by the way.
4: Yeah, free, uh, the, uh, zero dollars if you, uh, get it on your Kindle fire. Okay, wait. All right, it says, what wh- was the last title you read? Breeding the Meter Maid in Public.
0: I think there's a line, like, I mean, there's only so much you can really cram into a yeah. single, you know. And,
4: and the Meter Maid, like, it's in three, of course, different fonts.
0: Could anyone's fetish be possibly that specific? Breeding
3: <laughs> <No. laughs> is a, but it's three separate title. fonts.
4: So, Breeding the Meter Maid in Public. Uh, uh, so, breeding is like some sort of like typeface, uh, just a regular, like, basic typewriter. The meter maid, of course, is in Comic Sans. Uh-huh, of course, for yeah, sure. And then in public, all in bold. Uh, so it's uh, oh, she named it after herself too. It's it's about Celia. When Celia, po- okay. poor Celia, when her money situation forces her to take a job as a part-time parking enforcement uh-huh. person, <laughs> she tickets the wrong car. The exotic audio begins. Begin, belongs. I can't even talk. Belongs to Carlos the Wolf.
3: Carlos the Wolf. The alpha
4: male criminal mastermind.
3: What's that? What's the series that's turned into movies right now? That's terrible. Oh,
4: the Fifty, 50, 50 Shades, Shades of Grey. Yeah. That's
3: what she thinks breeding is going to be the next series, mm-hmm. because I guarantee. Because the next one is a Jesus swap too fuck. far, breeding each other's wives.
4: She's helpless in whether this is a game for Carlos or not. She knows she might actually be. I am sorry in advance for this sentence. <laughs> She's helpless in whether or not uh, whether this is a game for Carlos or not. She knows she might actually be bred. As she is ovulating that very day.
0: Oh. That's how you know this is for women, by the way. Because there's no guy that's like ovulation, bring it on. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. I like to see movies where women are ovulating. (laughs)
4: Like why? Why?
0: Are you asking in like a metaphysical like I don't
3: do you want to know about I'm not Celia?
0: really Celia Demure, I whatever know. you may have heard. I oh would God, like to I read her description. God, I wish you were. That would be the
4: best thing ever. <laughs> oh, God, if Rick was Celia Demure.
0: <laughs> that would be awesome.
4: Oh, that would be... Well, a... with face
0: swap technology,
3: Sarah.
4: Oh, boy.
3: <laughs> Here's how Celia's uh, bio... star
4: is the as Carlos. ...works here,
3: is... Oh, there's a bio? Celia is a shy mom and homemaker in real life, albeit one with a very naughty imagination. hate the word naughty. Me too. There's... She enjoys writing tales which focus on the character's emotions without leaving out any of the nasty details of any of the moans, tingles, spasms, and spurts, spurts. occurring Don't during the love, see, and
0: here, the love play. The uh, love play. See, and my thing is... Uh, here, uh, first what? of all... <laughs> Can I just say, and maybe this is me being fucked up and not the rest of the world. I mean, maybe this is my, I don't know whether this makes me more or less normal. I am way more grossed out by cutesy euphemisms than by just, like, flat-out <gasps> profanity. Me, too.
4: Like, if someone says, like, oh, you want to come and play? Yeah, like, when people the, say, like, play, right. or, like, t- <laughs> like yeah. that, like what? what is yeah. your example? What is your example? Well, it's, I mean, it's... With uh, the naughty, like, oh, are you, are you a nasty girl? Right. Yeah,
0: but, yeah, that, well, like, naughty is a word that just, I mean, that even doesn't even gross me out so much as it just, it, like, it, 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 just... Just,
4: Does the opposite like, of titillate? well? It's, yeah,
0: it's not well. Because here's here's the thing. Like naughty to me, it's like um like dirty. Okay, I can almost maybe get with that as a descriptor or whatever. But naughty is like that's naughty is uh that to me is like the person who's seen like an episode of Real Sex and then suddenly <laughs> thinks they're going to boundary push by like getting like you know by like getting like padded handcuffs. at them. Oh, you know, yeah. like a pink fuzzy you know sort of you know. It's, right. I mean, it is like the Fifty Shades of Grey thing, whatever, and it's whatever. <gasps> so, anyway, I don't even know where we left off with the, the, the ovulating, but that's uh, yeah. how you know that that I think is the the, the demographic for this is women. You're absolutely of whatever right. Whatever sort. Um,
4: this is like women who are having like pregnancy fantasies. I think too. Like, I mean, seriously. Oh, all the this, ovulating. Because I'm, I'm looking at this. Like, there's another one called A Swap Too Far, breeding each other's wives and it's all about it's not it was never supposed to happen between the two couples uh-huh. and no one brought condoms <laughs> <laughs> so
0: it's all like- and there's no stores anywhere. <laughs> this, does,
4: this does seem like pregnancy porn. I mean, right. it really does. Or it's like the fantasy of like these women who are wanting to get knocked up by Carlos, you know, the bad boy and the Ferrari. Or and don't, whatever. don't
0: get me wrong, Rick Emerson's not judging. I mean, I'm judging a oh, little, there's... but I mean, it's like whatever. You know, whatever anybody gets, you know, is uh, whatever you're into. Whatever gets anybody off, fine, ha- have at it or whatever. It's really, it's not even like it's not even that it's the storyline as such. I mean, it's a little bit the storyline, but it's just like. It's just the execution of it in yeah. language and in delivery. Mm-hmm. Because whatever we may think about Celia Demure's real identity, like, uh, unless I'm missing something or unless there's some sort of uh, voice harmonizing technology I'm unaware of, Molly Christopher, who narrates it, is a real woman, <laughs> yeah. right? So my thing is, like, is Molly Christopher really Celia Demure or did she hire her somewhere? Where does Molly Christopher come from? How did no. she choose Molly Christopher to be the person who narrated this book?
4: Like, how well does she trust like, Molly Christopher?
0: I mean, that's a, you know... Yeah, it's so And just but it's and but also that there's a whole I mean there's right. dozens like, and dozens and dozens and dozens of these
3: titles added every uh, month to Audible. And they have to be making money off of these. I mean, Somebody my god, is. even a swap
4: too far breeding each other's wives is $6. Like that's that's $6 right. that they're making in the bank. Well,
0: and I think on Audible, I think you have to purchase it to review it. I don't think you can review if you haven't bought the thing. Gotcha. So like the so, she so stretched in sold- ruin, she sold 30 copies of that.
3: So she oh. spent a couple hundred bucks to get those reviewed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean
4: I am so happy thank you also, for introducing me to this.
0: But and it and the thing that fascinates me about stuff like this like I am always fascinated by the little details like of of something's sort of creation, right? Like the little like the sort of backstory of the incidental aspects of this. Mm-hmm. So for instance, my thing uh like um Like when I was, uh, uh, like when I was growing up, I remember I had this weird moment of, when I think back in it now, it's like some weird sort of Edward gore moment of morbid clarity when I was a child, uh, where I was watching television, because I, you know, was raised by the TV to some degree, and I used Mm -hmm. to watch sitcoms. And I remember when I was like nine or ten, because, you know, sitcoms, especially back then, they would just use the same laugh tracks over and over and over and over again. And like to the point that if you watch television all day, as I did, you would recognize Laughter like you would do. I know that chortle anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. I heard that guffaw yesterday on Three's Company. And I remember when I was maybe nine or 10 thinking, okay, well, I heard this same, this same, like, section of laughter, you know, on MASH, and then I heard it on Taxi, and then I heard it on, you know, Three's A Crowd. So this must be all the same tape from all of the same recording. Where were these people recorded? What were they really laughing at? When was it? And are they all dead now? (laughs) That was, I remember thinking that when I was like 10, thinking all the people on this laugh track are dead, and they've probably been dead for decades. So I'm fascinated by this sort of little... Wow, that is true, By the fringe on the creative, uh, of the fringe of the creative world. So my thing is, who did did she recruit to make the cover art for Stretched and Ruined? Uh, Because that's not a thing uh, you can just knock out in Microsoft Paint. I mean, that's like, I mean, however unsettling it may be, that's better than I could do. All
4: right, I need to find it again. Yeah, start... I have no I, I couldn't maybe paint that's that ripple and torso.
3: I mean I wouldn't be surprised. Or it's her friend.
4: No, it's or some, it's like some sort of, couldn't that just be like a stock photo?
3: Could well, be and they piece
0: them together. I maybe. Mush I mean that together? seems I mean that that seems a little racy for you know, getty images or whatever. I don't know where you would I mean So is this like what she does at her girls' night? They just like parcel out the work? It's like Molly, you'll narrate. Uh Cindy, you'll uh, you know, you'll you'll paint the, you know, whatever. <laughs> you paint <laughs> the guy reaching for his belt buckle. It's just
3: (laughs) so bad. I
0: mean, if that's somebody's thing, fine. It's just that it's a strange little tide pool of of you know creative energy that I never knew existed, and it's you know been there apparently for some time. There's a lot of those titles.
4: I know. I'm just. I I I I swear to to God, stop falling down this rabbit hole.
0: Yeah, I swear to God, I saw a book. I'm not making this up. I swear to God I saw a book for sale on either Audible or Amazon the other day called Ass Goblins of Auschwitz. (laughs) I'm not making that up. That's a real thing. That is
3: fucked up. Yeah. That is is messed up on so many levels. It's –
0: You know, it takes a lot for me to go, this might have gone too far. Oh, (laughs) wow. Yeah,
3: there it is. Damn it, now it's on my Google search history. (laughs) I just typed it in. Greg, based on your past searches, (laughs) we think
0: think you would enjoy prison. What is Amazon going (laughs) to recommend now?
3: Based on your past searches, the
0: police are coming to your house right
4: now. Oh, I don't even want to read this out loud. No. So... (gasps) This is...
3: Which one? Science. Ask
4: goblins of Ashland.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't. (laughs) I'm not even. (laughs)
4: Don't even. There are
0: things you thought you would never say.
4: Oh my god. (sighs) Oh, that is so okay. Anyway, I
0: mean, well, look at it this way: at least you're not the person who thought, you know, what a great idea for a book would be, and then ran to your word processor. Oh, yeah.
4: My God. Well, um, wow. speaking of disturbing, I want to play something for you, Rick, that I don't think that you've heard. Okay. That uh, I deserve I was, it at this point. I suppose. You really do. <laughs> oh, Okay. We're I want to play this it. thing. We oh, need to yeah, get Rick away from that. No idea about. It. Okay. <laughs> and stretched and ruined. All right. <laughs> this is a real
3: hard <laughs> transition here. For that. So. Um, um, uh, Speaking of other things you can buy online, you can purchase a single now. On I don't know how to do it. So you remember so, our
4: dear friend Keelan King, of course. I do, yes. uh, He was the low. No, he's been star pilot, of course. No, he's you know Keelan King.
3: So a while ago on the show, um, I I create things that sometimes will annoy Sarah. So I created this character, this R and B character, because it annoyed the shit out of her, and I it's called him so, the Butterman. And the uh, Butterman.
4: And he would do a little dance a I imagine who he it. would
3: be. When you say you created a character, was this like a like an aural thing? or like a, like a just, it, was it was just, uh, okay. I made up a stupid song. Okay. D- and right. it really annoyed her, and th- so it got well, brought up. the show. Well, started thinking about
4: butter one day, which yeah. is
3: very odd. It was like, what if there was an R&B guy and like, all of his innuendos were about butter somehow? Did, you, did and, Was it in a real low voice or a real high voice? Um, no, it's more like, a, like an R&B kind of voice. Okay, like, all right. Like, they call me them. Uh, so anyway. The, Rick, it's the worst. Okay. The Butterman started, and it kept it like it would pop up every now and then. And then one day I was like, "Well, the Butterman needs a sidekick," and Keelan is obviously very talented, but he couldn't be Keelan. He'd have to be, and we came up with the name Mister Pancakes for uh, Butterman. So the Butterman and Mister Pancakes, and that was their that was their duo, their group. And we did this for a while, and it would annoy the shit out of Sarah. We've never had so many emails, either on one side or the other, that loved it or hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Like they're like, I am not going to listen to your show if you keep doing this. So
4: we got some threats. Yeah,
3: but it, it kept going for a while, and then one day we surprised Sarah with something in that I had gone up to Keelan's place over the weekend and recorded something, and uh, I think this is this is what you're playing right now. Oh,
4: Keelan yeah. really wants you to hear this.
3: I feel so good in here right now. feel silky. feel smooth. You know what? I want all the ladies in the room right now Gather around. I want you to get real close to your speakers. you're about to go on a voyage, you're taking a journey, destination, but a town. They call me the bottom man. That's right. I was spread all over the you last night. So, let me hold that booty, girl, so tight. We can, melt, can melt together, together girl, no
2: fight.
3: You are my sweet. strawberry jam, so sweet. Spilling that massaging, girl, no feet. Give you just a taste, baby, we? Don't ask about that, oh girl, who she? <sighs> I can't believe it's not. Okay. <laughs>
0: I'm experiencing fear.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs>
3: To cakes, you look
2: like the girl
3: from the land of lakes. Let me take you on a buttercation. Buttercation, let's <laughs> <I know. laughs> get sticky. Situation. Wow, <laughs> you melt my stick, and I will clean your pan. Cuz baby, now you know that I'm the butter man.
2: They call me the butter man. And then
3: Keelan, aka Mr.
2: Pancakes, a, has a breakdown. Ms. Mr. Pancakes, here it is. A.k.a. Now it's time for pancakes. Batter up. He's the butter man, but you, my butter cup, girl. I
3: got the juice, but I ain't in it, maid. Let me lick that tramp stamp. Postage paid. Wow. <laughs> I'm
0: legitimately impressed and horrified.
3: Let me touch your That's the proper. Batter
0: up. Well done. I
3: can be the ruler of your nasty world. Let me sop the syrup with your panties, girl. <laughs> That's right. I was spread all over you
0: Boy, Casey and Jojo have really changed.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah, I had no Jesus idea God. that was coming. <laughs> I know.
3: <laughs> and girl, give you just a taste, baby. Don't ask about that on
4: so that's what we've been doing with our lives.
0: Well, I think the good news is um, <laughs> that when the inevitable film adaptation, of stretched and ruined, comes out, <laughs> the soundtrack is spoken we've for.
3: we it set. It's
0: Christ Almighty. <coughs> that uh, I don't even know how to. How I to... know. I'm filled with such conflicting emotions about that. Yeah. It is about
4: everything. I mean, yeah. like
0: the... it's been a conflicting day. We've
4: all like confused each other a lot today, from like Lady Greg to yeah. Butterman. I
0: mean, because that's it's... exceptionally well done for.
4: I know. What it is,
0: which is, and what it is, by the way, is deeply, deeply unsettling. Yeah,
4: absolutely. That's why I'm like, I I just think it's awful, but it's so well done. Now it's on iTunes and
0: Spotify. Well, it's, I mean, here, I've noticed like it myself, I have these strange like layers of, um, Rick Emerson is a man of many conflicts (laughs) and facets. Uh, Because I'm, because I'm like strangely off put sometimes as, because I, you know, as relentlessly sort of weird and profane as I can sometimes be. Like, in certain contexts, I... Well, it's like I said, like we were talking about the language, you know, like naughty or, you know, when people use cutesy euphemisms, Mm. you know, for their uh, various organs. Like, I just find that to be... (laughs) Like, I find that to be way worse Mm
2: -hmm. than just,
0: you know... Yeah. Than just just being crude about it. Um, And there's also, like, I find it... uh, Like, I get really uncomfortable... If I'm listening to, like, popular music that is sexually explicit, which seems to be a thing, like, especially, like, in the rap R&B world, mm-hmm. you know, where there's just – that's a thing that I'll just – I'm sorry, I'm going to have to turn this off. Or I'll just, you know, if it comes on and, like, somebody's in the room, it's like I can't uh, – so, like, on and the, and, like, and the new Justin Timberlake album, I swear to God, the first track of the new Justin Timberlake album – and it's not even that graphic. It's just – it's like – I mean, it's like Butterman level what <laughs> And the first track of the new Justin Timberlake album, he actually says, I swear to God he says this. He says, what you going to do with all that meat?
3: Whoa. Ew. I think
0: I was actually driving. it. Wow. I think I stopped. I think I actually stopped and like took the time to pull over so I could get my phone and like turn it off and delete it from my system. <laughs> that will be all, Justin. And just, and sort what of you
3: just, going to do with all that? Ugh. What you going to do
0: with all that meat, says Justin Timberlake.
4: Is this his new, new one?
0: Uh, i heard that it it's wasn't. It's whatever, yeah. whatever the new, Man of the Woods, I think, is the, the new okay. album that just came out. So it's. Because
4: um, I heard that it wasn't amazing.
2: And now <laughs> that is I'm so
4: understanding why. Gnarly. I mean,
0: I don't know. Maybe he's being uh, meta or self-referential in some way. But it was a thing I chose not to listen to at that point. I thought, Justin, I'm opting out of this relationship now. This Thank is- you.
3: I. Completely tangential, but I've been watching a lot of the Larry Sanders show lately. Excellent. Like rewatching it, and it just—I just, oh, rem- I just watched the one with Hank's sex tape last night in his wow. line of "You wash, <laughs> you wash your mouth out with Hank." That's, <laughs> that's all I'm thinking. Of.
0: <laughs> oh
4: God! Oh, so gross. Jesus Christ!
0: Oh God! That's—that is—I'm. You guys really need to find something to do with that. That's too good to just—just just, uh, you know—to. Not that, not that freaking Sarah out isn't the legitimate life yeah. goal, but that's uh, a. <laughs> no, that, that ship has sailed. This it's... is
4: exactly what I said, Rick. I'm like, this is the fucking thing that's going to make you famous, and I have absolutely nothing to well, do with that's it. Because it's like, it's so creepy. It's and so like, dumb. it's you and Keelan. And like... it's
0: always the thing that you just do as a goof or, you know, mm, or as a gag exactly. that, like, or that you don't want to be known for. And that's the thing people latch on to, and that, you know, be the first yeah. line on your in your obituary will be mm-hmm. Greg Butterman Nibbler <laughs> died today at the age of. Like, you could, I mean, literally. Summer like, hit
3: of 2018.
0: Unless you cure leukemia. Like, you know, that, like, the thing that you don't. Want to be known for? That will be the thing that they yeah. talk about when you die.
4: That is so funny you say that, that's that song exactly could be exactly what I said. I'm like, oh, and this is it. I'm like, I wasn't even a part of it, and that's going to be your thing.
0: <laughs> okay, here's what we- I I, I, don't, I almost don't even feel like I want to say this on the air because then it might 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 undermine it. But it's it, but you know I almost feel like what you should do. Hmm. <laughs> say it. I almost feel like what you should do is some sort of man on the street thing. Except it wouldn't be man on the street so much as it would be like girl at the food court at Lloyd Center thing, where you like. But you like, are, you know. So uh, I'm working in A and R, and we're focus grouping a uh, an exciting new R and B group. Could you tell us, give us your thoughts on, it? and just play them that song, and just get their unscripted observations about what they think of it? Because you did that, that right? Be... Didn't you
4: work for an A and R company?
0: I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In college,
3: I worked for Interscope. I'm yeah.
0: guessing like 30 mm-hmm. percent of, I mean, of whatever demographic. I'm guessing if you just if you just went and found today's today's young people. Uh, hanging out in front of Sabaro or whatever it is they do.
3: Just play it as like a serious... Yeah, and just Sibaro.
0: you know, and just, and just get their thoughts on it and, you know, like a straight up and down or, you know, is this a thing you... Whatever, whatever questions they ask, because, they you know, in radio they used to do this thing, I don't know if they still do, called hook testing, where they just get a bunch of people in a room and they don't even play them the whole song, they just play them the chorus. Yeah. And mm. then they have them, you know, like, how likely would you be to listen to this song, you know, or to tell a friend this song is good. You should, like, focus group that song happens. with some people under the age of 20. And see what their thoughts are, and don't push them either way. Try to be like totally, like dry and objective about it, and get their thoughts. Because I, here's the thing. First of all, I think about half the people would not recognize that you are, as the British say, taking the piss with mm-hmm. that song. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd think it's real.
4: God, they'd probably love it. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, if you want to undermine your faith in humanity even further, that's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I would do mm-hmm. uh, at this point.
4: <sighs> oh my God. When-
0: I feel like I've made the world a demonstrably worse place today.
4: I think that you've done a great job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks. It's a wash. Um, And we've been talking for an hour and a half. I just realized that. That's not true. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm so glad, by the way. Speaking of, like, I haven't seen the Fifty Shades of Grey thing, whatever, nor will I. Uh, Although, who was it that I, because there was a whole thing when that first came out where they had, like, various celebrities reading sections of it reading uh, sections oh, of, 50 shades uh, 50 of Grey? 50 shades of gray line remember there was that, a whole thing first where it was one, like I think, yeah yeah it was, I I remember who it was but it was like Lewis black or somebody it was sort of and then her <laughs> thrusting mounds you know oh, or whatever God. um but uh, uh it was my point but they almost cast uh, and I'm glad they didn't, because even not having seen it, I didn't want to have to think about this. They almost cast what's his name, Charlie Hunnam from from Sons of Anarchy. Oh yeah, oh, I forgot lead? he yeah. declined, right? Yeah, the and he was like, now. no, I, Smart. Well, I think he said yes, and I think his agent was like, look, kid, you got a good thing going with this motorcycle business <laughs> Yeah. and this not being uh, you know repulsive to everybody thing. Uh, you probably want to go with that, I uh, you know, and so he probably just I don't know. Iris says I should pass, and, you know, oh, like oh my god, because you know yeah. you just don't want to. No, Do you no, you know that he's... book is set in Portland. Yeah.
4: Oh, I thought it was in Seattle. Well, I think no, it's I, like, I, I like, think like it's a little both, bit both.
0: But As I understand it, Sarah mm-hmm. in the and I and I <laughs> haven't I haven't read it uh-huh. which I feel like at some point I was going to say I feel like well, here's the thing, here's the reason I know I'm like years after the fact on this whole thing. But the thing about that 50 shades of gray thing, is, first of all, I dislike that book and that series intensely because it ruined the, the uh the idiom shades of gray which Mm -hmm. you can no longer use in conversation Mm -hmm. right several times i feel like in the last year i've been writing an email or a message or whatever and it's like i'll have to find some different way to say well there are a lot of shades of gray here because it's like i just don't want them to get distracted or just you know whatever like does
4: rick want to bang me exactly or (laughs) just becomes you know yeah
0: also and you know the deal with that book is like it started out as a twilight fanfic book
4: (gasps) yeah because she wasn't even like well a it's Not the first author, thing like she a ever wrote. Author, yeah,
0: her and her into the Twilight because uh, with what's her name with the, uh, the with the Twilight woman, uh, Stephanie, Stephanie Meyer. Something, yeah. The first thing she ever wrote, you know, it's like ah, I just and then it just sells like a skillion copies. Uh, but as I understand it, in Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, she's in Portland, and then it and then at some point he takes his private helicopter from Seattle, uh, and you know it comes to Portland, and I, and I don't oh. know, and just. I don't know drop some sort of I'm
4: thankful I don't know too much about it but I do know yeah I believe that the Seattle Portland thing I've had some I have a friend who has read all of them unironically I judge her a little bit yeah yeah. I would if I Mm -hmm. were you
3: it's yeah oh no I know exactly (laughs) who you're talking about
0: (laughs) it's like the phrase like it's the Fifty Shades of Grey thing and the word naughty you know who I picture when I think of that word naughty being used to describe any sort of carnal encounter it's that woman that has like the dildo party in the suburbs.
4: Oh yeah, like the Celia. Yeah. And
0: look, this is a strawberry flavored lube and you're just like, "Oh, you're so gross. Why are you doing that?" It's like the, that that's somehow Trisha, just you
4: you're so naughty. <laughs> I, like that just that, like that's <coughs> the
0: only thing I think you could do to really make sex legitimately off-putting is to do that, oh. you know, where yeah. it's, you know.
4: I got invited to one of those dildo who wants parties. Canapé, you know, oh my god. It's, yeah. yeah, it's so uncomfortable because yeah. everyone Oh, there's Ugh. nothing fun about it. No. It's just all awkward all around. Okay. I haven't been invited to one in a while,
3: though. Yeah, I've never <laughs> been invited to in one of them. Okay. okay, with that. The... you sound sad about it. Well.
4: <laughs> well, we should have our own dildo party, everybody. Okay. Rick Emerson.
2: Thanks for
0: putting those right back together. Back to back. We should have our own dildo brand, everybody. Rick Emerson. Rick Emerson. Stitch those together. Now it just sounds like a quote of something I said.
4: <laughs> well, see, now if anyone asks what Rick's been up to, now you've seen inside of his head.
3: Yeah. Jesus, God. There I, it is. Well, like,
0: and it's, as, as I think I say every time I come on the show, as, uh, as Henry Rollins once said, um, I think about these things so you don't have to, but now you will. So...
4: I don't even know what I'm disturbed by the most. Well, that's,
0: I was going to ask you a lot of rank disturbing. of all the things on this show today. I mean, if you were to hear them all, let's say someone was just tuning in. Hey, so there's this show called Fun Employment Radio. I don't think you've ever heard it. Let's randomly pick this episode. Let me tune on <laughs> right now so you can be. Yeah. And then just think about the chain Potential of Potential advertisers. you Did we used to play a thing that said that? It said attention advertisers? Or? Yeah, you two can Did reach you?
4: part of this, demo, like, this... this key, uh, hard, the prime the key. demographic? <laughs> yeah, key, prime demographic.
0: I forgot all about that until yeah. just this moment. Um, but, I mean, if you just think about the... You know, like, if you were just a bullet point, today's
3: areas of conversation.
4: The spider pigs. Spider pigs.
3: Spider pigs. <laughs>
4: stretched and ruined. Yeah,
3: stretched and ruined is probably the most to me. Batter up. Um, Batter up. That's really quite... Whoever that, came up with that line is really... Mm, that's that's King. Yeah, it's King. all
4: Keelan. He's a genius. There's that's, one like, let me... Uh, he was very sad that I talked over this because one uh, of the lines is like, let me...
3: Let me touch your eggs with my sausage link. <laughs>
4: my favorite one doesn't even have anything to do with butter. I mean, it's like, let me lick that tramp stamp postage page. I'm like, that doesn't even mean anything, yet I'm so disgusted by it.
0: And he says something but butter... What does he say? Butter. Butter
4: up. Something. Something. Butter. He, butter he put some
0: different suffix or something on the end um, of it. Oh, buttercation. Butter. Ca- Let buttercation. Me take you on a buttercation. Buttercation, which is fantastic. Yeah. Like, that's like that's like entering full Don King. To... <laughs> the buttercation of the waffleality.
4: <laughs> that's the... what we should call this episode: buttercation, with Rick Emerson.
0: <laughs> Jellyfying the pancakeism. <laughs>
3: okay, okay. Uh, i don't know what we do from here i think
4: that we i, I think that we have to i'm gonna go home
3: and we weep, weep softly in a what, corner what we <laughs> opened the show with we'll just leave that as a mystery of its own
4: oh yeah the cult next door yeah,
3: the cult next door that was
4: well next time we have rick on which is going to be sooner than later <laughs> yeah. we're gonna have yeah. to assess because i think the cult is just getting nothing it is but stronger. Just starting. it's not then.
3: yeah it's not going away
4: rick do you have any cults in your neighborhood
0: I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about the hideous, uh, the hideous pit of despair uh, that I
3: that my that my you're world like, has become. Like,
4: I haven't hung out with Sarah and Greg for a while. Let's let's go dark. <laughs> Do I
3: have some Madonna to play or anything
4: like <laughs> that. Go so. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Oh God. Well, you know, I have those, I have those like those hue lights at home. The Philips hue lights mm-hmm. that are sort of the smart light bulbs or whatever. And there's this setting on the Philips hue lights where they'll um, they'll sort of change to sound to music. So if you're playing music the lights in your in your house or whatever will sort of adjust up and down and change colors or whatever with it. What? Yeah, it's uh it's it's an exciting new world, Sarah. And so <laughs> Wow. And so like yeah, so like I think then later on like it, as I'm as I moving from like dust to like shaking out doilies or something it, like like a prayer it kicks on and I think the lights at some point just started flashing. And so I mean I really was basically just basically being a That
4: sounds fun.
0: I mean all I needed for was for the hot cops to drop by. Oh. I and mean, it was just
2: <laughs>
4: Oh, I have been rewatching some Arrested Development. God, I still love that show. It's
0: a fantastic it's program. It really is. Program. It is
3: good. It
4: is so fantastic. But I want those magical lights that you're talking about.
0: They're uh they're kind of amazing. Yeah, uh, my mom so got them. So they're just regular are
4: they, are they like stick on?
0: Uh or no, no, no. Just... You you can get some now that are, that are just uh, they're, they look like regular light bulbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh and even since uh, I got to be you sort of they've advanced a lot, but uh, no, my mom got some for So my mom has a uh Feel like I just talked right through the outro music. We should have ended like twenty minutes ago. Probably. Oh no! no
4: I'm just I'm just keep rewinding it. So um, it's, fine. it's still playing. No.
2: I.
0: Long story short, no, they're kind of great. Um, and they've dropped actually in price a lot. My mom got a uh, got an Echo. Um, uh, over Christmas and and then uh, she got some uh, a few smart light bulbs because uh, yeah, she's uh, you know uh, not getting around real uh, real well right now and mm-hmm. so and you know there's a fear of like you know that she gets up in the middle of the night and it's dark or whatever and mm-hmm. so she has these light bulbs now where all she has to do is be like Alexa turn on the living room lights and, and they come on
2: Whoa. and she
0: can say now make them purple and they go purple and now make them blink and now make they them look like regular light bulbs mentholated you know they go they're regular light bulbs they go in any regular they go wherever your normal light bulb but you go. like
4: talk to them. I'm uh, very they
0: all hook up with. Well, they hook okay. to your phone, uh, or if you have, uh, or if you have like any of the like home devices, okay, um, they you can just talk to them, and they'll just you know, like, yeah, she just like if she uh, she has one in her bedroom, and she just say, you know, uh, Alexa, turn on the bedroom light now, dim it, now turn it up, now turn it down, now turn it off, whatever. So turn it off in an hour, turn it on at six a.m., and they'll you know, and then they just sort of
3: do it. It's it's what? it is. They can incorporate with everything to door locks. Yeah curtains, I mean, television. Well,
4: I'm very technologically unadvanced, because I was so excited when Greg got me um, a, a cassette tape for my car that has a Bluetooth on it. Like, I didn't know. I'm it's like, like
3: magic. I
4: don't I'm like, wait, but it's playing well, on my I was going to say, Sarah's tape. just
3: discovering Bluetooth. So. I'm like, it's playing
4: on my cassette tape, but it's playing Another for my phone. Another five
3: years, she'll catch up with the light bulb. Yeah, the light bulb thing it. is
4: just out of my league. I
0: will say, and this is the last thing, and then I'll mm. shut up so, uh, so everyone can get back to, you know, everyone can get back to their audio books. Um... <laughs> Uh, That uh, um, as much as I'm sort of deliberately sort of like scaling back how much I interact with technology, which is just – and that's just a me thing. Like I'm not becoming like some weird – like I'm not going to be in a cabin mailing out, you know, like like manifestos or anything. You're not going to ask
4: me to like hoop in a jar if I come over, right?
0: Well, not right away, Sarah. (laughs) Um, uh, But it's just – but I I just feel like it's – I feel like for a little bit it was like making my brain soft, so I wanted to just sort of not – I wanted to like try to remember phone numbers on my own for a little while. But uh, that that Amazon Echo thing is the first time – I think even more than the iPhone or anything, I think that is the first time in a long time that I've used technology where it felt like the future, Mm -hmm. where it was like, okay, I'm officially now in the future. Yeah. Uh, And and the fact that, like, my mom, who was 82 – was able to set up her Echo and like set up her lights and like you now control them. I mean, literally, it's at one improving
4: point, her lifestyle.
0: I mean, well, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just. I mean, and I had this this moment where I was like, it's a Star Trek episode because she got a second bulb and there was like something wonky with like the circuit or whatever. And it didn't want to go in, and so she called me and she's like, hey, I'm having trouble setting up the second smart bulb. And I was like, okay, we'll get. Uh, she called me on. She called me on, on uh, from her phone, and I said, okay, do you have your iPad? She's like, yeah. I said, okay, um, uh, point your phone at the iPad, and we'll walk you through it. And so I realized I'm in Portland, my mom is in Kennewick. I am using my like telescreen to talk to my mom via her telescreen while she is using a, a a third telescreen to set up a light bulb that she can now control with her voice by talking to her digital assistant. Mm-hmm. It's like That's crazy. It was it was unreal. It was a, it was a sort of moment of, you know, that was a that was a moment of realization of like where we are now for mm-hmm. good and bad. So
4: um, okay. I'm going to start. I'm going to fall down the magical light bulb rabbit hole today.
3: Oh, there's so many things that I know. I just you. don't know if I'm ready. If the yeah. price we have to pay is Greg with boobs, then <laughs> so be it. That's that's what technology <laughs> Moving gets you. Forward. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Send us an email. FunimblemitterC so at gmail.com. You're welcome. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> thank you to our fine
3: sponsor, Next Adventure, while well, they last. Yes. <laughs> Next Adventure, nextadventure.net. Go there, purchase all of your outdoor needs, whatever you want to do.
4: Go do something outside. Just support
3: them while they still support us. Next adventure. (laughs) All right, we'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment (laughs) Radio. Thanks, Rick. Mm -hmm. We
4: love
2: you.
0: (laughs) You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.